Hey, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the Cantorian You Podcast. It's great to be with you here, and if you're uh, new to the show, appreciate you checking us out here. Obviously, you're here because of Huey Lewis, and uh, Huey is in town, San Diego, that is, because there's a new show, The Heart of Rock and Roll, inspired by the music of Huey Lewis and the News, coming to the Old Globe September 6th through October 21st. Now, keep in mind, Huey is not, I repeat, not performing in the show, not singing, not acting. It's all about the music of Huey Lewis and the news and a live theater interpretation and how it plays into a a narrative that's going on. And and I'll share some of that narrative in just a second. First, I do want to thank our sponsors. We have Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance. If you're planning a trip south of the border, do check them out, BajaBound.com. Also want to thank South Coast Surf Shops. They've been around since 1974. I was talking to my friend Jimmy Bear, who's the theater critic over at the San Diego Union Tribune, and he had talked to Huey a couple of weeks ago, and apparently Huey only has one regret in life, and that regret, not learning how to surf. But it's never too late, Huey. Head on in to South Coast Surf Shops. They've got five locations between OB and PB, and you can do your shopping online. Not Amazon. Southcoast.com. Support your local retailers, okay? So as far as the heart of rock and roll is concerned, uh, the storyline goes as follows. Mainstays on the Chicago dive bar circuit, Bobby and his band are hustling for their big break. But after their latest rejection, Bobby decides it's, well, it's hip to be square. Trades in his guitar and starts working for a living in corporate America. And his boss, Cassandra, has struggles of her own having sacrificed her personal life for the company. So when they both get a shot at their dreams, for Bobby, another crack at rock stardom, and for Cassandra, a chance at becoming CEO, they must decide, well, if this is it for their careers, or if the power of love triumphs over all. The heart of rock and roll celebrates the classic songs of Huey Lewis and the News in this heartwarming and hilarious new musical. And again, it opens September 6th, and I was lucky enough to attend this sneak peek over at the Globe Rehearsal Room in the House of Charm in Balboa Park, which is underneath the Mingay Museum, and you enter through the gardens there behind the museum, and it's this little secret entrance, and you go down a five-story elevator, and there was the cast and crew and Huey chilling. It was awesome. So they ran through a couple of performances. I'll give you a sneak peek in the, uh, on the front end and the back end of the interview. And we'll start with the first song the cast performed. And keep in mind, this is a scaled-down, stripped-down, like acoustic, if you will, version. It's not the full band production. They had a guy on keyboards and a guy on drums. But this is the cast performing Huey Lewis and the News' first hit, Do You Believe in Love?
Hey, man. How we doing? I'm doing good. I got my own microphone. Look at that. Every time I got a microphone, I feel good. You know what's funny? I'm having a serious uh, moment right now. My 14-year-old self is just tripping. You were 14. How old are you now? 48. You're a child. I'm a child? My first question to you right. is, how do you look better than I do? When I was 14, I was looking at you on stage at the Pacific Amphitheater going, that's the coolest man. I want to be Huey Lewis when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't know what to say. Uh, that's <laughs> sweet. That's very nice, but, you know, whatever. It's a function. Fame is somehow... What? Fame is, I don't know, it, it, it does funny things to be, you know, you see a famous person, you seem to think they're all powerful or something, but we're just famous, that's You're all. You're like, dude, I just, I just, just sang songs just in the fame. 80s. I'm just a regular guy who's famous, that's all. But you know how much Jimmy Kimmel loves you. Jimmy Kimmel's a great guy. It's that level. <laughs> yeah, well, Kimmel, Kimmel's crazy that way. I mean, he's got, you know, he's just nuts that way. He, Kimmel knows more about me than I do. He knows more about my songs. He knows every word to every single song. Which is why you announced this show on The Kimmel Show. I actually, the truth is, my son works for Kimmel. And so I was in L.A., and they wanted to make the announcement that the show was going to show, the show was going to play. So I said, Austin, who's was my son, will you film me doing, you know, just take, I, I phone me and I'll make the announcement. Right. And I'll, he says, sure. So I, I'll come by the show. He was at work. So when Jimmy heard that we were going to do that, he said, can I be in it? I said, oh, all right. And so that's how that came out. And then the whole bit was he thought he was actually going to play Huey Lewis. We just improvised that. That was one take, first take. Boom. He just went with that. Oh, that's and amazing. I just followed him. So what does your son do for Jimmy Kimmel? He's a social media guy. He really? He does all the... The tweeting and the Instagramming and the... Well, I got to tell you, it's the most amazing thing to have you in San Diego and launching this show here in our town. Well, and, and we're just as happy to be here. This is the premier theater experience in America to, to originate. You know, if you're going to originate a show, this is the place to do it. Uh, we, even before we had it up, when the first 29-hour reading, uh, Tyler and John and I spoke and we said... Wouldn't it be great to start this open us at the old globe? Yeah. You know? And when we got the invitation, we were ecstatic. So we're very happy to be here. We've been here now for a month rehearsing. Barry Edelstein has been brilliant. The staff, the 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 atmosphere is so great. It's so conducive to creativity. It's great. And what's your time been like in San Diego? Because Montana's home for you, correct? Montana's home, but I, I have a little condo an hour out of town. Oh, okay. So I winter here occasionally. Oh, do you? Uh, or spend a couple months here in the wintertime. So oh, okay. I uh, I know the area pretty well. It's it, it's getting awful crowded. And it never, you know, because I go and come back a lot. And when you go and come back, you suddenly realize it. Oh, my gosh, it's more crowded than six months ago. I know. I call it the Elification of San Diego. I Because I grew up in L.A. That's why I used to see Huey Lewis in the news at the Forum, Pacific yeah, Amphitheater. Sure, sure. And coming down here, I used to brag about how it's so different than L.A. Yeah. Now I call my mom up in L.A. I'm like, it's no different than L.A. now. Uh, or, or, or Northern California, by the way, which is also very, very crowded. Can you imagine, we're off on a tangent, but can you imagine... L.A. in the 30s and 40s. No way. Wow. No way. Beautiful. Orange groves, no pollution, little traffic, all those. San Francisco in the 50s and 60s. Yep. Seattle in the 70s, maybe. San Diego in the 70s. San Diego. Now we got to go. You got to go where the weather's worse. You're right. 
Keep the numbers down. But here in San Diego, <laughs> look at the weather, too. We, we used to get the sunshine tax because they used to say, oh, it's 70 degrees every day. This summer, the hottest summer on record in the history of the city. Is it this summer? This summer. That's interesting. And Montana, is, it's not the hottest summer. Last year in Montana, between in June, we had 20 consecutive days of over 100 degrees. Yep. In June last year. This yep. year, we haven't hit 100 yet. Seriously. Well, I guess we just did. Well, I wasn't there, but... Because I know in Seattle, it's uh, hot as hell in Seattle, yeah. too, and they're not well, used to that either. There's this little thing called climate change. <laughs> I subscribe. It's really controversial. Is it anymore? How can you not subscribe? <laughs> so getting back to this production, how did the... Uh, tell me about the first idea when you're like, look, I've got this incredible catalog. Wouldn't it be great to bring this to the stage, to live uh, theater? I, that, that did was it, was that, that not the process? That was not what happened. Okay. I, I, I had had a few people inquire about... Uh, making a musical with our music and uh, my response was always the same good luck uh, show me a draft and usually that was the end, the end of it I saw one or two treatments that weren't very good and similarly uh, John and Tyler came to me and said we'd like to try to write a musical around your based on your music how do you feel about that I said good luck uh, and then they went away and two minutes later came back with the first draft which was really incredible, yeah. I thought. And in fact, it was good enough to attract Gordon Greenberg and finally Brian Yusufer and Lauren, uh, our choreographer, and everybody else. And that's what really got the ball rolling. The book is super important. The music, you know, is important, obviously. You gotta have music. But, um, but the book is very important. I mean, evidence, you know, ABBA's musical is huge. Right. Mamma Mia. But the Beach Boys musical didn't, Die to death. Yeah. Now, Same with Bob Dylan's. See? And what do you think about yours? How do you think yours is going to do? <laughs> I think it's going to rule, but again, starting coming from where we started, I'm a little biased. Right. I, I don't know. I, this, I worry about that. I, I know we got to make it better everywhere. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's like it's such a, 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 an undertaking, a Broadway musical. There's so many moving parts to it. You know, I, I mean, a re there's a lot of a lot of moving parts to a single song, let, or recording a single song, let alone mounting a musical. And so, you have to dot all the I's and cross all the T's, and, yeah. and uh, it just takes time, and you got to work through it and distill it and distill it, and that's what we're doing. Now. Is it amazing watching your songs come to life in a different form when you think about where you were when you wrote these yeah. these classics? Yeah, I mean the 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 classic. It, it really was brought home to me a few weeks ago when they were rehearsing Hip to Be Square. And Lindsay, who is our Nina character. She's who, amazing, by the way. She's great. And her Oof. husband is in the Spin Doctors. Her husband's the lead singer, Chris, for Chris? Spin Doctors. So she knows this world a little bit. She goes, and we finished this huge production number. You just saw it. Yeah. And she says, did you ever think in your wildest dreams? <laughs> no way. Yeah, I never did. Were you ever a fan of any musicals or Broadway musicals? Like, did you ever see Tommy or... or no, Ma I, I, told, I saw Mamma Mia originate in San Francisco. Okay. My neighbor invited me as we moved into the neighborhood. And I thought, oh, man, I'm not going to like this. But he invited us, and we don't know the neighbors very well. Went to see it, loved it. Yeah. And then I, I uh, was asked to do... Briefly, they asked me to do... Um, Music Man, a revival of Music Man, okay. be the lead. And I looked at it, and I realized, wow, <laughs> this is way over my head. I'll never yeah. be able to do this. So I begged off, and then a few years later, they asked me about Chicago. 
the, the musical, and I thought, well, I can't do that either. Uh, but my son was going to NYU at the time. I said, I'll tell you what, and I was going to visit him anyway. I said, let me have a couple tickets. I'll go see the show, and, and then I'll make a decision. And they, no, thinking I would just take him to see the show, and that would be the end of it. Yeah. Well, I love the show, number one. And number two, I thought to myself, I could almost do that. And then I thought to myself, you know what? You're a wuss if you don't try. And so I, I, I did, and I, uh, and I fell in love with Broadway and all that is Broadway. The talent, the collaboration, the generosity, the artistic integrity. I mean, Broadway is the big leagues for entertainment. Yeah. These, these, these actors here that we just saw have more talent than, than and, you know, musical theater actors. I mean, they dance, they sing, they, they uh, act, and, uh, and, they're, and they're wonderfully uh, humble about it generous because it's so collaborative yeah the thing is so collaborative you can't you cannot be a prima donna and exist for very long yeah so i was going to say when you look back does it make you actually almost look at your own career in commercial music differently having had this experience yeah we, well yeah i mean I, i've 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 always known that you know we we had we were number one for we had several number one hit records yeah, sports but i never i never million, thought that we four. were the number one group in the world i mean i've always we, we were no spring chickens when we first happened, but, uh, but I didn't know the extent of, of, of musical theater and, and the talent and the, and the, and the, the, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. All that goes into making a Broadway show. Amazing. Okay, my final question for you here, because I know we do need to wrap, is the aforementioned hip to be square. I'm curious if you've ever thought about when you look at where culture is today since the turn of the century, that it is hip to be square. Weird, right? Right. Yeah. It was meant to be kind of a cruel jo a, a joke uh, in a way. I, I originally wrote it in the first person. Uh, he, uh, I used to be, a, I mean, third person, sorry. He used to be a renegade. He used to fool around. He couldn't take the punishment. It was a comment on society. Exactly. As, as David Brooks's book, Bobos in Paradise, was. Yep. Same thing about this, you know, people dropping back in. And, uh, but I, I thought it would be funnier if I told it in the first person. And, and, and then, unfortunately, some people took it as a sort of an anthem for square people, right. which it was never intended to be. But, but it, now it's lived several different lives, hip to be square. It's been covered by different people. It's come out, uh, now, and now a brand new setting again, a whole new, a whole new life. Your relevancy amazes me. Here we are, and I'm <laughs> taking my kids to see you. And thank you for this very humbling, awesome moment, getting to hang out with You're you. You're very one sweet. One. Thanks so much. Really means Appreciate a lot to me. Thanks. You bet. It's hip to be square!